You know, the only thing higher than the temperatures, I think, is the cost of living. Prices, inflation. See what I did there? That's a segue into our uh, next topic, which is the annual inflation rate skyrocketing to its highest level in nearly 40 years, fueled by, of course, uh, gas prices. This, according to StatsCan, in their uh, release of May, the May inflation numbers earlier today, StatsCan saying the consumer price index in May rose 7.7% compared with a year ago. This is the largest increase since January 1983, when it was 8.2%. Let's get to David McDonald, Senior Economist for the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. He joins us now to break this all down. David, good afternoon. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here as always. Uh, We know it's fuel, we know it's food prices, supply chain difficulties, We know kind of the reasons why we're seeing these higher prices, but do we know why these higher prices are persisting and continuing month after month, David? Well, I mean, the war in Ukraine is is continuing to keep oil prices high in particular. Um, The other feature of high gasoline prices actually has, uh, you know, the the gasoline prices are a a markup on the price of oil, but the size of that markup changes based on refining capacity, largely in the U.S., which is, which is operating essentially at full capacity. And so uh, part of the problem is that there isn't enough refining capacity to turn that oil into gasoline for cars. And as a result, you're seeing high ga- higher gasoline prices um, you know, related to what's happening in the U.S. Now, I mean, there are some other features in this month that, uh, that are changes that we're seeing. I mean, particularly when we look at uh, some of the cost of tourism, um, particularly the cost of traveler accommodation, we're seeing huge increases there. This is the cost of a hotel. Uh, you know, Ontario up 60% compared to this time last year, on average 40 across the country. Um, and we are actually starting to see some of the impact of higher interest rates on home prices. And so home prices was, it continues to be an important driver of CPI. It's actually one of the, one of the, you know, one of the one of the few big drivers we actually control here, um, and so we are seeing some moderation in the price of houses. They're still they're still way up from where they were last year, but not quite as much. The flip side, interestingly, is that the cost of mortgages that uh, were that historically have been slightly cheaper compared to the missed mortgage costs last year because interest rates have been so low. That's now that's now that's now declining, and so I would expect in the coming months. That mortgage costs, you know, in say September will be more than mortgage costs in September of last year, and that will partially offset the gains in CPI because house prices are slightly cheaper because uh, the weightings are slightly different there. Okay, but is one of the reasons, and you mentioned hotels there a moment ago, and that's really interesting that they're up. Uh, what was it? Sorry, sixty percent. Sixty percent in Ontario. The average yeah. is forty across the country, but it's a fair amount of people are. Yeah. Travel this summer. So is that an example of a, a business saying, hey, listen, all of my prices, all of my costs are increasing. So, uh, you know, listen, I got to increase my prices as well. And this is just kind of feeding into itself month after month. And that's why we're seeing this uh, persistent inflation. Would that be one of the reasons? Well, part of it's going to be the base effects. And so there weren't a lot of people traveling at this point last year. Um, I'm not sure what wave number that would have been for. Uh, and so you've had depressed prices. And I think the other issue is that more people want to travel. They want to get out. Uh, and so as a result, hotel prices, um, you know, there certainly hasn't been a lot of hotel construction over the past two years. And so for those hotels that have been pretty hard to hit, um, they're probably trying to make up for lost time. 
And so they're, they, they've likely incurred debt. And so they're trying to make up for two years of not being used, of, you know, tourism not really happening in Canada. And so they, they're seeing this high demand and they're jacking up prices to reflect that. All right, still with uh, fuel here for just a second, there's been uh, some talk of maybe giving uh, Canadians a bit of a break, a, a gas tax holiday as fuel prices have hit record levels. U.S. President Biden, he said he is uh, considering it. Uh, is that something that uh, you think the Canadian government would or should consider, David? Well, this actually came up at the press conference between uh, Janet Yellen, who is the American representative and the Canadian representative, uh, Minister Freeland, who's the Minister of Finance, uh, and there was a question asked to, to them, are, you know, are your governments considering a gas tax holiday? Uh, Yellen wasn't particularly open to it. I wouldn't say that she was close to it. Certainly the, the Biden's comment, I think, suggests that the federal government in the U.S. is open to it. Um, several states in the U.S., as well as several provinces in Canada, have, have considered in some cases enacted a gas tax holiday. It doesn't look like the federal government is that interested in it. Certainly during that press conference, the minister did not seem that interested in, in cancelling uh, the gas tax or reducing it or providing a holiday. In part, she argued that, you know, the gas tax is a carbon tax and that's recycled and sent to people. Um, I mean, my take on it is that is that the, the CPI includes gasoline, uh, the total cost of gasoline to consumers, which is going to include the gas tax. And so certainly if you reduced the gas tax, you would reduce the cost of gasoline and you would get a one-time change in, um, uh, in, the, in the CPI index. Uh, it's not gas taxes that are causing this. I mean, the gas taxes have been consistent for quite some time. Um, I mean, the, the big issue for me is that that's, that's, there are more targeted ways that we could help people with inflation if we were going to use that same money that we were going to pass up by reducing these taxes. Okay, but if we uh, reduce, sorry to interrupt, but if we uh, reduce the price of a fuel and gas, doesn't that have so many other effects? Because as we've talked about uh, in the past, when the price of fuel goes up, then the price of food goes up because it costs more to transport it, uh, that sort of thing. It's got so many far-reaching effects that if we could bring that price of fuel uh, down, uh, would that not uh, trickle down to prices uh, elsewhere maybe coming down? It might. I mean, it depends on what the pricing power is on the corporate side, right? Um, so it's not necessarily going to pass through to prices. We've seen prices go up rapidly. Um, they might not necessarily come down just because one of the inputs price has gone down. Um, you know, if you were to use that same amount of money and target it to particular households uh, that are low income, you'd probably get a lot more bang for your buck in terms of helping lower income folks afford these higher prices, as opposed to giving the person with the Porsche and giving the person with a 2002 Corolla, uh, the same discount, which is what the, you know, reducing the gas tax would do. All right. Uh, so when you talk about uh, there are more things and targeted things that the government uh, can do, uh, Scotiabank, uh, they just uh, recently uh, had their uh, report in which they were kind of calling out the federal government, saying that they're doing nothing of significance to a slow inflation. So there are some uh, levers, some levers here that uh, the federal government could pull to uh, help curb these rising prices, do you think? Yeah, certainly two weeks ago, uh, the Minister of Finance brought out her plan for inflation. Uh, that, that plan for inflation was really just a review of income support measures that had already been introduced in the budget that we saw three months ago, as well as the 2021 budget. Actually, most of the plan was from the 2021 budget. So, I mean, those measures have already been introduced. They weren't for inflation per se. I mean, certainly there were people who were going to benefit from those, but it's not going to, you know, it has, it has nothing to do with inflation per se. Uh, you know, the minister did point out that, that child care is one area where those folks who have young children are going to see 
uh, overall, their CPI is going to be negative because the savings they're going to see this year in childcare is going to more than offset gas and food price increases. Um, in other areas, in terms of what we could do, I mean, more rapid indexation of federal benefits is, is one thing that we could do. I mean, so the, the major federal income transfers, you know, the Canada Pension Plan, Old Age Security, the Canada Child Benefit, those are indexed to inflation, but there's a delay between when inflation happens and when they're indexed, and so that could be more rapid. Um, I mean, the other thing to consider would be a, would be a one-time transfer to low-income Canadians. It's something that Quebec has already done, uh, and it's certainly something we did during the pandemic. And it could be, you know, an inflationary transfer targeted to lower-income households that are going to have a harder time affording these higher prices. And it's not going to affect inflation per se, but it'll affect households' ability to offset those increased costs. There are certainly more things we could do on the housing front. Mm-hmm. Um, so the you know the, your ability to get a mortgage is governed by the rules set by the federal government, and they could change those rules. Um, in particular, they could change the rules so it's much harder for investors to get mortgages to buy houses, and that's been one of the major drivers in home prices since 2019 in big cities. About a quarter of all residential real estate is owned by investors, not by not by homeowners in essence who live sure. there. Um, Let me ask you, sir, just in our. Uh... Final 60 seconds uh, here, as uh, we've seen uh, the uh, figures for uh, May, again, 7.7% inflation, the largest increase since uh, 1983. As prices continue to rise ahead of salaries, David, is the fear of recession, is that becoming more and more real? Yeah, I mean, it's worth pointing out hourly wages went up 3.9%, about half of the 7.7% inflation. So, you know, on average, consumers or households are falling behind. Their wages are not keeping anywhere near pace. This in and of itself, I mean, inflation in and of itself is not going to cause a recession. What will cause a recession is the Bank of Canada's reaction to that inflation and attempt to control that inflation via interest rate increases. Now, that's not, I don't think, what the Bank of Canada wants. They are arguing that they are going to create a soft landing, quote-unquote. But I think the real danger is that they don't create a soft landing. They create a hard landing and cause, engineer a recession that wouldn't have otherwise happened in order to get inflation down. And so that is the inflationary risk at this point. Not so much that inflation is high, uh, but it's more that the bank will cause a recession because of higher interest rates. All right, certainly a tricky balancing act for the Bank of Canada and uh, government. David, really appreciate your time and breaking this all down for us as always. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. David McDonald, Senior Economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. And we're back after this. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.